You know, Kevin, the only thing that's better than watching the Jays beat the Cardinals 10 to 3 is keeping an eye on the out of town scoreboard where, as we talk, the Cleveland Guardians are in the process of handing the Boston Red Sox an 8 to 3 loss. I would just suggest people check the ALE standings. What are you trying to say, Jeff? Trying to say that uh, there's a lot of lot of Red Sox Twitter action tonight, and it ain't good. I don't think they expected to be down near the bottom of the division with the Baltimore Orioles, but that is indeed where we are. 10-3, the Blue Jays beating the St. Louis Cardinals. So, Kevin, where do you want to where do you want to start with this one? Obviously, George Springer's Grand Slam, the key the key blow, but Matt Chapman with a couple of key two out hits keep things going one of them saving well I wouldn't say necessarily rescuing Lourdes Gurriel Jr. from from anything but Lourdes Gurriel Jr. was thrown out going to second base Matt Chapman steps up keeps the inning alive drives in a run a couple of walks sets the stage for George Springer they a team that couldn't get anything going with runners in scoring position for the longest time are now almost money in the bank with two out hits Role, role, role players. Yeah, Santiago Espinal had a big walk. Uh, Kevin Biggio had a big walk. You mentioned Matt Chapman. Tonight he looked like he was better with his foundation. You know, he's got a little bit more bend in his knees. He's using his legs a little bit more, lets his eyes direct the barrel to where it needs to go. And then the 102, all of a sudden now it's just dropping the head on the baseball and he's thinking right center, keeps the front side in. Uh, you know, when he's doing things like that and not chasing as much as he was early in the season, he can contribute and get some big hits, which he which he did tonight. And George Springer, occasionally, Jeff, you need some luck. You know, I, I know he's a very aggressive hitter, but chasing 99-3-0 in off the plate, that's luck. You know, he didn't put that ball in play. He took the 3-1 pitch. That's a pitcher's pitch. You take those. You take those so you can get the cookie right down the middle, even if it is 99, and you take a nice little easy swing. So he made an in-game – he made an in-it bad adjustment took a nice little easy swing got it foot down got it singing got the big hit when they needed it this is sort of what they're doing here right they're there you can tell one through nine's got a lot of confidence they trust in their buddy don't go up and try and do too much even if your buddy has a little lapse in baseball iq and runs himself into an out that's why you have teammates guy comes up the next at bat gets a big hit and they start the little merry-go-round after that. Steam's hot, man. They're they're you know they're feeling it. They're they're starting to do some things that we thought they they should have been doing in April, and now all of a sudden I think they're putting the American League East on notice. They're pretty good. You know, a couple of other things as well because we spent a lot of time talking about the lack of velocity and the lack of swing and miss stuff in the the back end of the Blue Jays bullpen. The Cardinals certainly have velocity, but Kevin, you know, we saw tonight the the, the Springer at bat. He gets started. He started out with the changeup five sinkers in a row and yeah it's great to have velo but at some point you kind of do need some secondary stuff and we saw cardinals bullpen of guys that were throwing hard but secondary stuff wasn't always there i guess for me it's all about strike one you throw strike one the 99 with sink plays when you don't throw strike one it doesn't because now you can eliminate the secondary pitch even if you got a good one you can eliminate that and still look for the for the for the 99 jeff they had 14 hits 12 of those were off the fastball. I've been telling you this, yelling and screaming about the Blue Jays. You know, when good teams, what they do is they hammer 
fastballs. You know, you can get them out with breaking balls. You can get them to chase occasionally. But if you throw a fastball in the middle of the plate, like the Blue Jays right now are getting them, and they ain't missing them, no matter how hard you're throwing them. So that, that for me, is where it starts. You get in an athletic position. I say this all the time. Anybody that ever listens to our show and listens to me on this show, I say get in an athletic position, get yourself ready to hit velocity, and then you can adjust to everything else. And you're starting to see that from one through nine. You can't hit 102 unless you're looking for it. Good for them, and they, when they got it, didn't miss it. 416-870-0590, star 591-888-666-590-590-590. The text line, 10-3, the Toronto Blue Jays winning the first game of this brief two-game series against the St. Louis Cardinals. A couple of newsy items. Teoscar Hernandez left the game. Defensive change in, in in large part, I would imagine, because uh, the Jays wanted to get him off his foot, off his feet after that uh, that slide into third base. He certainly appeared to be okay. Uh, he was moving around okay in the dugout. But uh, Bradley Zimmer came in, George Springer moved to right field, sent back to the wall for the final out of the game with the bases loaded. Jeremy Beasley pitching. And uh, the other news, the item, you say Kikuchi. Uh, you say Kikuchi will we believe make the start on Thursday. The fact that Max Castillo pitched today would certainly indicate he's going to make the start on Thursday. And Kevin, I think a lot of this is more than anything else. The Jays believe that in a, in, in the two weeks that he's been off, they've been able to work with him a little bit, but more than anything else, I think this is all about Alec Manoa. And this is maybe about giving Alec Manoa a little bit of a blow right now. After that all-star week, after he labored a bit in that last start, I mean, you got to get to the point where you're going to start looking at the sky's innings. And if this team's going into the postseason as deep as people want it to be, it's going to become even more important to figure out a way to to maybe not manage Alec Manoa's innings because I don't like using that that word manage necessarily because that suggests limiting the innings, but monitoring those innings, monitoring his workload, looking for things like arm angle, looking for things like a decrease in velocity. Every once in a while, yeah, you you gotta you know you gotta watch your player. You gotta you sometimes trust your eyes. I know this is analytically driven most of the time, but occasionally you gotta watch what you're seeing. And I just think you know they're seeing him labor a little bit. They're seeing him try and force velocity occasionally. And if you got a chance, you know your offense can carry you now. Like you're seeing things offensively, defensively they've been doing their thing, uh, running the bases. They've been very aggressive. It's sort of all falling in place. And if you got a good opportunity. To, to give a guy a blow, take a little step back. But this, for me, is a little bit more about Yusei Kikuchi. You know, we hear a lot of talk here. Like, this is changing arm angles and trying to figure out ways to throw him flat ground. And, I look, when you gave a guy three for 36 million, it ain't about talk anymore. It's about go out there and show you that you can throw a fastball for a strike. Not just a strike, Jeff, a quality strike. Like, throw it outer third. Throw it inner third. With two strikes, elevate it. Make it look like a competitive pitch. Don't always throw non-competitive pitches. And that's, for me, is what you got to look for. And hopefully he can do that. They need to get a little something out of him. I don't know what that something is. But it has to be a little direction, you know, headed where John Snyder's not like to Pete Walker quietly whispering, saying, hey, get that guy loose over there because you never know. Hopefully it doesn't happen that way. And hopefully he can give him a decent start. Well, we're led to believe that he's uh, fiddled around a little bit with the slider grip, uh, that he's focused a little more on finding a more natural. I'm just telling you what we been reported. More natural arm slot, yada, yada. Stuff. <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. We shall see with you, say Kikuchi. 
I don't have any. He's been saying that for most of his starts. Like they're changing it where he doesn't want to throw the cutter, and all of a sudden he's throwing a bunch of cutters. And then then he's changing grip on the slider. And for me, you if you throw 96, throw it. Throw it, locate it, expand with it, and then occasionally flip in your slider and, and your and your split change. But for me, you got to do it a little vinegar. Hopefully we see that. 416-870-0590-888-666-0590, star 590-590-590 is the text line, Sam and Hamilton. Hey, guys. First of all, you know, great game. Obviously good to see Buck back in the TV booth. You're here. That was really cool. Really cool. Um, obviously the kind of trade deadlines coming up. Obviously, you know, Juan you don't Soto say is there a trade deadline soon? Yeah, I know. I'm surprised there hasn't been any trades actually. Like even minor trades. Like it's been really quiet. But anyways, Juan Soto obviously is the number one guy who I think I want. A lot of Blue Jays want, but there is another Soto who I want. And obviously the reports that Detroit might go all fire sale. Do you think there's any possibility the Jays could call Detroit and get both Michael Fulmer, Michael Fulmer? And Gregory Soto, because I think Gregory Soto could fix a lot of this franchise's problems in the bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to think that the Jays will, will have made contact with the Tigers. I will be intrigued uh, in seeing with the Tigers coming in for, for four games this weekend. I'll be in, I, I would imagine that every opportunity uh, the Tigers have to show the Blue Jays a relief pitcher, we may, be, we may be seeing that. There does seem to be a bit of a natural fit there. That is a name we hear. Um, I mean, there are, there are a ton of names out there. Look, I, I mean, Kevin, I think we're on the same page here. Ross Atkins has to address the bullpen. Um, we've already talked about Alec Manoa and trying to figure out how to manage that situation or monitor that situation. You know, two pitchers. You know, one of them, one of them had to me. One of them has to be a big arm. Either it's got to be a big arm, and I prefer big arm for the bullpen. And then if you need something for the rotation, that's fine. But you got to, you got to give me at least that big arm out of the bullpen and if you can if you can expand the package a little bit to to just get an almost an auxiliary left-handed bat and there's somebody that ensures that I, that Bradley Zimmer isn't on the team then I'm okay with that as well. Me, me too. Gregory Soto is 27 years old free agent 2026. First thing you got to ask yourself what are you willing to give up to get him and how much would it cost you? Like cuz if you're talking to the Tigers, the Tigers are have taken a step back. Most people thought that they were going to make a decent run at it. You know they weren't going to be the best team in the American League, but they were going to be a lot better than they were this year. How much would it cost to get him? That's the question. And are you willing to give up a prospect to get him? If you are, yeah, that arm would play, right? It's left-handed. It's got some movement. He throws hard. That's exactly what the Blue Jays are are, are wanting to get, but that's not the only thing they need to get. Like they they would need two of that. And that this is going to be the interesting thing. Has the offense, Jeff, in your mind, done enough the last week to push Ross Atkins into maybe doing a little bit more? Maybe he was only going to do a little bit. Now he might be doing a lot well, Kevin, just because I, of the way the offense, offense and, is acting. And I'll tell you what, it, it, nothing's happening in a vacuum here. I mean, I'm looking at what's happening to the Boston Red Sox. I'm looking at what's happening to Tampa Bay. They have another injury, Francisco Mejia, today. And I'm looking at, at, at what's happening to the New York to the New York Yankees, um, Michael, you know Michael King. That's that's a big miss for them. Araldis Chapman. They're not entirely certain about him. So if I'm Ross Atkins, I'm looking at this division, and you know, knock on wood, but it's almost like I wouldn't say the division's collapsing around them, but in 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 the case of two teams, it certainly has. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I put it this way: I see no no reason you would be any less aggressive 
today than you would have been a week ago. I just don't. I mean, it seems to be there for the taking. You talked about it. Your team's starting to hit. I mean, my God, you still really don't have Bo going. Uh, Vladdy's showing you a few signs. But you get it's it's a whole lot of Lourdes Gurriel, Teoscar Hernandez, and Matt Chapman right now. So, yeah, if I'm Ross Atkins, I'm looking at things and I'm saying, um, it's 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 a good time. You know, we've already started to go all in. And my only concern, the only concern I have about all this, is there is a lot of between Ryu and Kikuchi. There's a lot of questionable money on this on this uh, on this payroll right now, and I don't know. If that means that Ross would have to move some money off to to make it work, um, you know, I'm not. I, I I just don't. But that is something that concerns me. And it, it is very interesting. And and does the Jose Barrios up and down season concern you when it comes September and if well, you're want, pushing into October? I, that's a big question mark too. Maybe you go out and try and get a Pablo Lopez. Yeah, I want to talk. Too. Yeah, I want to talk to you about what we saw or didn't see from Jose Barrios tonight. Ten three, the Toronto Blue Jays beating the St. Louis Cardinals. George Springer, the hero with the Grand Slam. Vladdy had a home run as well. Lots of two-out hits again. We'll be back with more Blue Jays talk on the Sportsnet Radio Network. And the first pitch to Kirk. That's whacked in the air out to deep right field. Backing up Nudbar. He's at the wall. He leaves. He can't get it. It's gone! Opposite field home run for Alejandro Kirk. Give the big man a dozen. Vladdy Guerrero with the home run. Alejandro Kirk with the home run. George Springer, the grand slam. A couple of big two-out hits by Matt Chapman. 10-3. The Toronto Blue Jays beating the St. Louis Cardinals. Adam Wainwright gets the ball to more for the Cardinals against Kevin Gossman. And now the Bet365 standings update. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book with 63 million members worldwide. 19 plus play responsibly. Ontario only. And ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure <laughs> to inform you that the Boston Red Sox, the stinking, rotten, no good, filthy, dirty water Boston Red Sox are the worst team in the American League East as we sit here. They are the worst team. Think about that. The Boston Red Sox are the worst team in the American League East. They were filleted tonight by the Cleveland Guardians. As a result, the Yankees still leading the American League East. They're 66-32. and 32. Tyrannus, 54-43. and 43. Tampa Bay, they're threadbare. They lost tonight to the Baltimore Orioles. They're 52-45. and 45. And shout out to the Orioles, man. 16 and a half games back. Half a game up in the Red Sox. Three out of the wild card. I mean... You know, what the hell? All they needed to do was get rid of Buck Showalter. That was the whole key to turning that, turning that sorry-ass franchise around. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. You got some decent starting pitch, and you got maybe one of the better bullpens in not only the American League but in baseball. That would help too. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm, – I'm, I'm sticking with the fact that Buck Showalter's gone. You're going with that? For Brandon Hyde, manager of the year, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, 10-3, the Blue Jays beating the St. Louis Cardinals. Kevin Barker, Jose Barrios, three runs given up and seven hits, a pair of walks, five and two-thirds innings, seven punch-outs. The Jays have won each of his last 12 starts, dating back to last season, 12 home starts. That is ties Roy Halladay for the longest streak in franchise history. You sent me a text during the game. Uh, that I found really interesting about Jose Barrios. You're saying, 
why is he not taking advantage of Laz Diaz's strike zone? Because it was it was it was generous tonight. It was a generous strike zone tonight. Boy, you're nice. You, you love you some umpires. That, that's, I love that's, me some Laz Diaz. Come on now, you know that. That's a, you know that. That's a, you know, yeah, it makes. I, this is what I'll say to, to the question that you just asked. I don't think he can. That, that that's the answer I'm going to give you. I I think his delivery is so out of whack that a lot of the times when his finish, the breaking ball that he wants to throw, the two-seamer that he wants to throw, the location of the four-seamer, the velocity was good. I mean, it was up and down, but it was good. I mean, it wasn't consistent 94-95. It was 92-93-96. Like, it was all over the place, but it was good velocity. It wasn't a bad velocity. It's just the finish. Like, he needs to have both hips and his finish, where that allows his hand to get up to where he can really get it out there. We talk about this all the time with Blair Barker, where he's almost snapping his fingers to get the pitch out there. And that having both hips facing his target and finishing towards his target allows him to get the hand up there to get it out there to be able to snap it off. And just he consistently has issues doing that. That's why you saw Petey run out there in the third inning. I don't know what he said to him, but I can guess. You know, you got, <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. guess what he said to him. And – it's just, you know, sometimes we've been talking about this, and I, it makes you wonder just a little bit on the self-correcting and, and the in-game adjustments. We see hitters do that now. Like you, you saw George Springer do that on a bad swing. He steps out. He actually told himself, don't do it, and then he hits the ball hard the next pitch. Like you guys that get paid a lot of money, I hate to bring it back to that, but you pay a guy a lot of money because he knows how to make adjustments quicker than dudes that are a little bit younger, guys that haven't been there and done it before. So I just – you know, long-winded answer a little bit is, you know, he had a decent night. He gave him a chance to win. He went five and two-thirds. You know, he didn't give up a ton of runs. But it's just the consistency of the quality of the location on multiple pitches is not great. And it's that both hips got to be facing finishing towards the target to allow the hand to get up, and that's not consistently there. And I know he'll work on it, and he's been working on it all season. But that is the question. I mean, if you had Ross Atkins pushed him in a room, would you say consistently September, this Barrios – are you comfortable with this, or has this changed your mind and maybe forced your hand to go out and get you another, I don't want to say a Pablo Lopez, because that might be a lot, and maybe the Marlins not going to give that up, but somebody that you can count on to give you consistency. That's the whole thing here, and take maybe take a little pressure off of Jose. I don't know, but it would be a thought. Yeah, and, and, and listen, I've, I mean, I've said this all along. I, the Jays are going to need to find another starting pitcher for next season at some point if you can make a deal right now. And get a guy in here that helps you now and helps you next year, so much the better. Because I ain't waiting around for Nate Pearson's ass anymore. I'm just not. Who? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, I would, I, I would, I would prefer having a, another proven, another proven arm in here. Kevin, in that Boston series, 24 of the Jays' 40 runs were scored with two out. I lost track tonight of how many runs came with two out. A ton of them did. Is that? And it's, it seems to be a team-wide thing. So is that an approach thing, or how, how would you describe that? Because it seems as if, I mean, I'm looking at my scorecard. But everybody, a lot, a lot of guys had two out hits mm-hmm. tonight. Can you explain that to me? Sure, sure. Well, again, it gets back to and a lot of that is the teams are facing, they're struggling, and some of the pitchers aren't making quality stuff with two strikes. And But you got to tip your hand, hat a little bit to the Blue Jays lineup. They – Again, they're tougher outs. So we've been talking about this, you know, since they were struggling that little time, and then they started getting hot, and then they cooled off. And, you know, they've been a little up and down uh, here lately. But the last whatever many games, just 
whenever they have to battle, they are battling. And when they get a pitch they're supposed to hammer, they're hammering it. That's what good teams do. That's what good lineups do. You know, sort of the bottom of the lineup is feeding off the top of the lineup. Top of the lineup's feeding off the bottom of the lineup. And when you can pass the baton that way, that that sort of approach is contagious. You know, if you can't hit a breaking ball, you're probably not going to be able to hit a breaking ball. But you can battle against the breaking ball. You can fight the breaking ball off to get a fastball. And that that's what you're seeing a little bit. You're seeing when your buddy's doing that, you sort of feel like you have to go up and do that. And I think that's how they're feeding off of each other and, and they're having quality at bats. And when they get a good pitch to hit, they ain't missing them. No, they certainly aren't. 10-3 is the final Tomorrow, the second game of this two-game series, 7:07, is the first pitch. Uh, shout out to the crowd tonight, by the way. Real nice moment with Buck Martinez, and uh, a real nice moment as well for Albert Pujols when he came up to the plate. Very nice, uh, very nice standing ovation from a crowd of 39,756. And you could tell that it you could tell that it meant something to Albert Pujols. You 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 really could. And uh, so just all, all around a, a a terrific night at the ballpark. Uh, if you are a Blue Jays fan. And uh, pitching tomorrow, Adam Wainwright, Kevin, it's going to be a different kettle of fish than what we saw tonight. It, it is. Don't change a thing. Your your approach is obviously get ready to hit the heater and stay up the middle the other way. I've said this, and I'll continue to say it. What that does is that's not you don't always want the ball to go over there, but the direction keeping your front side in with a guy especially who's smart in his 40s who's going to add and subtract, and when in doubt, he's going to take a little off. He ain't going to add a little. He's going to take a little off. So you're going to have to let the ball travel. You're going to have to battle. Don't change a thing. And if they do that, they'll, they'll have a good chance of winning that game tomorrow too. 10-3 the final, the Blue Jays over the St. Louis Cardinals. Any con- any concluding thoughts, Mr. Barker, before we uh, before we bid adieu for tonight and uh, pick it up again tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern on Blair and Barker? I, I just wonder if you could add, if you're Ross and you're watching this team play right now, if you add a couple of pieces, actually, where do you think this team can go? We, we had our doubts for a little while on is this team really well, that, good. And yeah, you're that seeing one a and nine run would that That, that kind of – it sure one and one and nine got you thinking a bit. I, I understand that they're not playing the best of teams, but you still got to go out and play well. You got to be aggressive. Now it seems like they found their manager. The team's feeding off the manager. You see the manager doing high fives and handshakes before game, and like they're liking him and they're trusting what he's saying. So it seems like they've got that taken care of, and now it's just going out and playing with your hair on fire. And it just you know it's it's kind of nice to watch that. It's kind of watch the nice to watch a team that's supposed to win. Win, Jeff. Yeah, and and look, and and uh, you know, take advantage of the fact that the Cardinals don't have Paul Gold, Goldschmidt and and Nolan Arenado here because of the because of the vaccine, the the border restrictions. And you're right. You got to take advantage of these teams. You got to take advantage of teams when they're down, and that's part of the deal with being a championship team is you stepping people. It is. And pitch Blue good, Jays, play good defense, and get a timely hit. Absolutely, the Blue Jays in the past week or so have certainly done their share of stepping on people so that is it for us 10-3 is the final from the rogers center game two of this series goes tomorrow night 707 thanks for listening to blue jays baseball served up by the always game ready jack links meat snacks as we say here in the press box feature wild side baseball fans